Good morning. Thank you for coming out in this beautiful weather to join us. Uh, it's always a good day for an announcement about new jobs being created in our province. And I'm excited to uh, host this morning's event. I'm Rick Christians. I'm the CEO at Invest Alberta. And I'm honored to be here today on Treaty 6 territory, the traditional and ancestral territory of the Cree, Dene, Blackfoot, Sotu, Nakota, Tasu, and Métis, whose presence continues to enrich our territory. Invest Alberta was established by the, government, by the provincial government to attract significant investment and jobs into Alberta. And we've helped investors commit over $20 billion and create thousands of jobs in the region in the last two years. These jobs reflect the diversity of Alberta's growing sectors, employing Albertans in technology, in agritech and financial services, manufacturing, aerospace, energy, and more. We work closely with the province and organizations like Edmonton Global, who's joining us this morning, to break down barriers so businesses can start up, scale up, and succeed without limits. Without a doubt, the best part of my job is announcements like today, where we can gather together to celebrate meaningful projects that, we are make, that are having an impact in our community that are driven by Team Alberta. I'm grateful this morning to be joined by the Minister of Trade, Immigration and Multiculturalism, Rajan Sani, by the Minister of Jobs, Economic and Nordic Development, Brian Jean, by the CEO of Edmonton Global, Malcolm Bruce, by the Chief Operating Officer of Invest Alberta, Lynette Tremblay, by the Alberta Agriculture Director, Ken Gossett, and of course, by the Taiwan Food Teams, represented by Vice President Gord DeJong. Taiwan Food has been operating in Alberta for over 20 years, and it's a testament to the local investment and ingenuity that, we, that has supported the company to expand both locally and to new markets around the world. Our make-it-happen attitude here in Alberta makes Alberta an easy place to do business and sets us apart from our competitors. But first, I'll invite Minister Sani to share details about today's exciting announcement. Minister. Thank you, Rick, and good morning, everybody. I am delighted to be here today, and it's great to see many of you in this room. I haven't seen you in some time, so, so welcome to this wonderful announcement. Before we get started, I would like to acknowledge that we are gathered on the traditional territory of the signatories to Treaty 6. I also acknowledge the Métis people of Alberta who have a deep connection with this land. It's a pleasure to be here at Simon Foods today. Today, we are recognizing another clear example that Alberta's Investment and Growth Fund and the province's overall economic strategy is producing results we want and we need to grow and diversify our economy. The Government of Alberta is investing $2.8 million into Cywin Foods to expand their facilities and enable them to produce more ready-to-eat quality food items. This investment will secure a $54 million investment on the part of the company. That's phenomenal news. This is an outstanding return on investment. Every private sector investment in our province is a vote of confidence in our economy. It's very important to note that. The Investment and Growth Fund continues to attract and secure investments in Alberta, assisting in Alberta's economic diversification plan and creating jobs for Albertans. When companies like Cywin are determining where they should conduct business, they look for a number of key characteristics. They want to invest in a jurisdiction that values and actively supports free enterprise. 
one that is committed to reducing red tape, one that has an attractive corporate tax rate, and one that has a skilled workforce to support their work, and one that has ready access to major markets. That jurisdiction is Alberta. That's why Siwin is here. And it is why Siwin is staying here in spite of being courted by other Canadian and American jurisdictions who were more than willing to put dollars on the table. This announcement is good news for Alberta's economy and job market, as I'm sure that my colleague, Minister Brian Jean, will also confirm today. It is good news not only for Edmonton's economy, but for Alberta's economy overall. It is also welcome news for Alberta's agriculture industry. All vegetables and meat used by Siwin are locally sourced whenever possible. And there is no doubt it is also very good news for the 133 employees who are currently part of Siwin's workforce. In addition, 50 workers will find temporary jobs building the new facility and 50 additional workers will find permanent jobs when the environmentally responsible state-of-the-art facility is up and running. By the way, in the time it will take to complete this announcement, this plant will have produced more than 30,000 dumplings. Many of the dumplings and sausages produced here will find their way into Alberta kitchens, but they will also find their way to other provinces across our country, across the United States, and all the way to Japan. We want to see more companies grow and succeed in Alberta, and certainly our government is committed to making that happen. And given our investment and growth fund, the good work of Invest Alberta, thank you, Rick, and Alberta's overall investment and trade strategy, we will see continued further success. Thank you once again, everyone, for being here today. And now I would like to invite uh, Minister Jean to come and share a few remarks. Thank you, and thank you to my friend Minister Sani and to Rick and everybody else that's here today. I am uh, just here to support, and I'm very excited that uh, we can make this announcement on behalf of Premier Smith and our government. I'm absolutely excited because this is another indication of what's happening in Alberta. People are fleeing to Alberta. They are coming here. The net migration numbers are phenomenal. They're at record levels, as is the venture capital opportunities that are coming to Alberta right now. Record levels. I think just this week we surpassed British Columbia. We're doing great. We're doing amazing here in Alberta. And the stats speak for themselves. And that's why I'm so excited to be here because this state-of-the-art facility, this facility that is now being upgraded so that we can employ more Albertans, provide more products to Albertans. That's what it's all about. And I'm so glad that we're here today to support this initiative and this great Alberta company go forward. Thank you. Is there any questions? Well, was there anybody else who was supposed to, to speak after us? Yes, apologies. Sorry. Yes, Gord, the man of the hour. Please do come up and tell us more about your company. Thanks. Good morning, Minister Sani, Minister Jean. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm honored to be with you here this morning to make the announcement of our expansion plans. With the support of Invest Alberta, we have made the commitment to expand our value-added processing facility here in Alberta. We have had some amazing offers from others to locate elsewhere, but with this support, 
we have made the commitment to expand right here in Alberta. There are several other factors that makes Alberta a great place for business. This includes the lower corporate tax rates that we have here in Alberta, the lowest in, in Canada. This allows entrepreneurs such as Cywin Foods to continue to invest in their organization. We have an excellent culture here in Alberta with a can-do attitude that really supports the business world. Amazing support. We have been exporting to Japan for a few years. This business would have not been possible without the support of the Alberta Japan office located in Tokyo. Cywin Foods started out in 2005 at the Food Processing Development Division in Leduc. Our first expansion was in 2007, where we moved into a couple of suites at this division, which allowed us to continue to grow until we built this facility located right here. We, we opened here in 2014. At the time, we had about 20 employees. Today, we're well over 100. Annually, we add value to over 5 million kgs of meat products, 1.25 million kgs of flour, and over a million kgs of vegetables. With this expansion, we will add about 50 employees, and we will be able to produce three times the volume that we are doing today. We believe that Alberta is the best location in the world for a business to continue to grow. Thank you very much. Well, thank you very much to Simon and our speakers. Uh, we will take questions from the press, and we'll start on the floor. Is there anyone on the floor that has a question? Going once, no questions from the floor. We'll go to the lines then. First one on the line, please. Thank you, Alana Smith, Globe and Mail. Hi there. Thanks for taking my question. Uh, apologies, it is off topic. Uh, this question is both for Minister Sani and Minister Jean. I'm just wondering if you could talk a little bit about how your support is now with the Sovereignty Act because you were both critical during the leadership campaign and if there's any specific areas that changed for you or changed your perspective on it, just kind of walk us through what's taken place since your opposition and that appears to be your support. Okay, I'll go first. And hi, Elena, it's good to hear from you. And let me start off by saying that it's no secret that I was adamantly opposed to a previous version of the Sovereignty Act but I'll have to say that myself and my cabinet and caucus colleagues, we certainly were not shy about providing our feedback and about wanting to see certain changes in Bill 1. And Premier Smith has been wonderful in terms of taking our feedback and really listening, and she has incorporated those changes. One of the things that I was deeply concerned about was the aspect of separatism that was brought up in the previous version, and that has been addressed in the title of the Act itself. 
So that was very important because we know that international investors are very concerned about potential political upheaval. And certainly when separatism was spoken about in Quebec, we did see investment flee. So that particular component has been taken care of. I was also very concerned about the constitutionality aspect of the bill. And with our um, discussions with legal advisors and experts, this bill is going to be constitutional. And finally, um, the rule of law is going to be upheld, and there are provisions within this legislative framework that will allow for open debate in the House to make sure that any resolution that's brought forward is going to be publicly and transparently debated. There's a lot of uh, misinformation about Bill 1 out there, and I would encourage everybody, and even people in this room, to please take a look at the information page on the Government of Alberta website. It's very comprehensive, and it'll walk you through the step-by-step process as to how this bill will work. Minister? Yes, Alana, I would agree with uh, Minister Sani. The reality is, is the original form had some issues, and... The thing about Premier Smith that I want to compliment her on is she listens. So she listened to Cabinet, she listened to caucus, and she's listening to Albertans. And so we've addressed those issues. And, you know, as a business person, and I think the Alberta business community would agree that they would want a Premier that would move forward legislation that would protect their industries, that would work hard for Alberta employees, that would work hard for Alberta families and stand up for them. And that's what this act does. Thank you very much. Uh, does the reporter on the line have a follow-up? As a, her standard procedure, we have one question, one follow-up. So uh, does the per, uh, presser on the line have a follow-up? Yes, I do have a follow-up. Thank you for asking. Um, just following on the answer to that question, you both said, you know, there were previous versions. There was an original version that you both were a little bit critical of and, you know, you didn't want it to go through. The version that we're seeing today with Bill 1 is not only meets exactly what Premier Smith said would be in it, but it goes further. There's these directives that can be given to any sort of provincial entity, and then, of course, there's this part of it, which um, people have, you know, said a lot of concerns about, is that it's going to give cabinet power to amend laws without going back to the Assembly. Of course, I know that there's that provision that it needs to be within the resolution, but there's nothing to say it will go back to the Assembly, so it really is the oversight of cabinet at that point. So I'm wondering with those two very specific parts of the bill, it's actually going far above or beyond what we originally anticipated this bill would be. So maybe you can explain your support for those two things exactly and and answer to some of these concerns that people have that it goes just a bit too far. Alana, that's not the case at all. In fact, uh, this piece of legislation makes us the most democratic province in the entire country. It has the opportunity to not have anything that would be affected by the bill without going to the legislature for the parameters of that motion. Now, within the parameters, the cabinet can change it, but only within the parameters that was approved by the the legislature. So, again, as Minister Sani said, there's a lot of misinformation there. But, um, you know, we've got the bill before the House now, and I believe it's going to pass. I think it's a great bill. And um, I think that that is simply misinformation in relation to the uh, what changes can be made. They can't be made outside of the parameters that was originally granted by the House. Thank you. Right. Okay, we'll take the next question from the line. Chris Epp, CTV. Thank you. Um, while you're both there, I guess just following up on Alana's question, uh, Ms. Saudi, you specifically said you're confident this is constitutional. I guess why are you con- confident in that, and do you really not expect um, down the road more pushback, or do you really think this, this bill will stand as is and 
and not cause conflict, I guess, at a federal level down the road. Well, the reason why I'm saying I'm confident is because we have taken the advice of the legal experts and lawyers. I mean, that was one of the key questions that we all had. We definitely didn't want anything on the floor that was deemed unconstitutional. We want to make sure that the rule of law is held. That is what uh, fundamental democracies are based on. So again, that's where my confidence comes from. Potentially, there will be challenges. I, we do expect that. And so we will understand more about that when these challenges arise and the bill is truly deemed constitutional. And I think as, as time goes by and there's more information about this bill out in the general public, it really is designed to make sure that we have a legislative framework that allows us to push back on harmful and unconstitutional policies or regulations or even legislation that is coming out from Ottawa. It's true that we all have to, and the NDP and the opposition and Albertans do all agree on the fact that we do have to push back against Ottawa policies that are harmful to our interests. So this will allow that. And back to the original question, um, I do want to address that a little bit. Again, I would encourage everyone to read the information page that walks people through the step-by-step process as to how this bill will work. If there is something deemed to be harmful to Alberta's interests or unconstitutional, a resolution can be put forth by a minister that has to be then brought to the House, to the Legislative Assembly, and it's debated upon. And at that point, all MLAs have free votes to vote on that motion as to whether they believe in the viability of it, if it's truly accomplishing what we want to see in terms of pushing back against harmful policies, and only then can anything happen thereafter. So it sounds a little bit complex, but I think the more we talk about it and the more we um, investigate it and have curiosity around how it's going to work, the more the narrative will be correct as we talk to Albertans. Thank you. Wonderful. Is there a follow-up on the line? Well, I suppose, and I, I don't mean to belabor this, but the one thing I've heard since the beginning about this is that any sort of uncertainty scares off investment. And I know you addressed this specifically, you know, two minutes ago in, in your remarks, but is that not an overriding concern that any sort of ambiguity about how this, this you know, act will be executed, that that could scare off the very business that this, this government is trying to bring back and, and sort of build its, its legacy on bringing back business to Alberta? Well, you mentioned earlier conflict with Ottawa, and that's up to Ottawa. If they're going to infringe on our jurisdiction, they're going to have conflict. So uh, I think businesses would like a government that sticks up for them, whether it's the fertilizer industry or the cow-calf producers or the the manufacturers. They want a government that sticks up for them and, and makes sure that they give them certainty within the Constitution. The Constitution clearly lays out the powers of Ottawa and the powers of the provinces, and as long as the government of Ottawa stays in their lane, they don't have anything to worry about and there won't be any conflict. But if they get in our lane, we're going to stick up for Albertans and we're going to stick up for our industries. That's just the way it is and that's what this government's all about. I'd just like to add, and look, I was also very nervous about this, about um, you know predictability and stability in our fiscal regime and what is the investment community going to think. And I've had the opportunity to speak to many international investors and investors across the country. And the main concern was at that time around the aspect of separatism. So that has been addressed. And I'm also going to take the opportunity to invite Rick, CEO of Invest Alberta, to share his thoughts because he deals in this space 24-7, I believe. And I'd really love for him to tell us what he's hearing. 
Thank you, Minister. Uh, we find at Invest Alberta that investors make decisions based on two main criteria. Number one, is there a market for their product? And number two, is there a workforce that they can recruit and hire to actually execute their plans? And Alberta is incredibly well positioned in both of those regards. We are close to the U.S. We have excellent access into Asia, as Siwon Foods here is showing today by exporting to Japan. And we will continue to build on those strengths and move those things forward. At Invest Alberta in the last six months, we've seen the amount of opportunities worldwide double simply because people are so intrigued by what's happening in Alberta and what we're doing here that we are facing more opportunities that we're currently managing through than we have ever in our history. So we're certainly seeing moving forward. Thank you. Wonderful. Going back to the line, do we have anyone else on the line? Yes, Catherine Grakowski, Alberta Today. Uh, good morning. I think the first one will be for Minister Jean and the second for Minister Sonny, but whoever wants to jump in. So food processing is often about adding value and getting more value for our products. But of course, the mandate letter also says to keep affordability at top of mind. And, you know, a lot of people are feeling the squeeze at the grocery store. So how do you balance these two interests and in, in how do you see your role in balancing that? Well, I'm very excited that we're moving up to almost 175 employees here at this plant, and they're going to be adding a lot of value to food products that are grown right here in Alberta, and that includes one of my favorites, which is pierogies. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan, and uh, Albertans eat a lot of pierogies, and they like the, they like the food that the, is made in this plant, just like they like the food that's made by other Albertans and other plants, and we want to encourage people to come here because we're so close to so many markets, and, uh, you know, truly by adding value means that we can pay our employees more and they have a better quality of life and they are happier, healthier, and more prosperous. And that's what our government is here to make Albertans more healthy, happy, and more prosperous. And please uh, think about it as added value, adding the value to the lives of Albertans. That was very well said, Minister, and obviously this is a very good news announcement today. There is job creation involved, which has a multiplier impact on the economy. More people working means more people spending money and uh, accessing services and goods. But I also want to take a moment just to remind everybody about a historical $2.8 billion affordability package that has been announced by the government of Alberta. And that includes indexing of key social benefits, seniors benefits, and cash benefits for seniors and uh, for vulnerable uh, demographics. So you know, these things have to go hand in hand. We do have to encourage investment. We want to do everything we can to spur on economic diversification, but also very clearly understand that many Albertans are having a very difficult time. There are many people who are suffering financially, and that is why the government has stepped forward with this historic affordability package. Wonderful follow-up on that question. Yeah, um, and, and you had mentioned, um, for example, that... At, at this particular facility, their products are exported to Japan. And I know pre-pandemic, there's some talk about opening um, agriculture markets to China. I'm wondering, where is the government now targeting uh, for increasing agriculture exports overseas? Well, we're always, as a government, we're always open to exports overseas. Uh, we're we have trade offices uh, that are now in strategic locations, and we're building upon those opportunities. But the, the truth is that our products are the best in the world. They're the safest, the highest quality, and people around the world want not just to move here, and that's why we're at record levels of net migration, but they want to 
move here and open up businesses and they want to live here and they want to buy our products. And that's why we have to make sure that our government works with industry as partners and we keep the high quality, the safety aspects of our food and, and make sure people continue to want it as the number one food processing product in the world. And that's what we're going to do wherever they want our foods. I'll just add that Invest Alberta does a wonderful and tremendous job in talking about our very sophisticated agriculture sector here in Alberta. But the federal government also recently made an announcement on an Indo-Pacific strategy. And that means that Alberta is going to take many more opportunities in engaging with those jurisdictions, particularly India has come up over and over again. So there will be a trade mission that will be taking place next year in uh, regards to connecting with these jurisdictions and talking about Alberta's value proposition and particularly as it pertains to agriculture. We have much to be proud of here in Alberta in regards to our agriculture industry. So from the government side, we will be looking at this Indo-Pacific strategy that was announced by the federal government and making sure that Alberta has a place at those tables talking about what we have to offer to the global community. Wonderful. And any last calls or questions here? Is there one more on the line? Yes. And Grummet, Global Edmonton. Hey guys, thanks for taking this question. Um, the first one just for, for Rick, actually. You know, we've heard Minister Sani say earlier that international investors were previously concerned by the upheaval potentially caused by the Sovereignty Act. Since it was tabled, we've heard from law experts questioning whether it's constitutional. There's been major confusion over the powers it gives Cabinet, as we've talked about here. Even the uh, the Chamber of Commerce in Calgary says it's concerned the act will impede new investment. So with all that, what specifically in the bill alleviated the concerns about unpredictability and uncertainty that you say has happened? So I, w I won't speak specifically to the bill. I'll just speak to what we're hearing from international investors at the end of the day. And it's very important to recognize that Alberta attracts people because of the great talent we have and of the fact that we have excellent export markets all over the world. We just added people in places like Singapore, in India, as some of the reference, minister reference, and in Europe, because we're getting the demand. So the demand is still increasing, and it's being driven by economic factors. And so we continue to work on those and work with, with our partners like Edmonton Global to move forward on that and bring more investment like the one this morning to this market, and then we'll go from there. Wonderful. Is there a follow-up to that question? Yeah, just to uh, either for or both of ministers, Sonny and Jean, um, you know, the, the deputy premier, Casey Maddow, on Twitter alluded to the confusion caused by the Sovereignty Act on Twitter this morning, saying we will consider amendments to Bill 1 to clarify this to avoid confusion. Do you, get, do you, just, do you need to go back to the drawing board on the Alberta Sovereignty Act? Uh, thanks for the question. No, in fact, we've been on the drawing board for a while, and I will tell you that we had some uh, some good, frank discussions and a lot of hard work that went into drafting this bill. But the government's always open, and that's why it's up to the will of the House on what bill passes and in what form it passes. So every individual member has an opportunity to speak to the bill or to speak about the bill and, uh, and to provide suggestions if necessary. But I don't see any amendments necessary. I think it's a great bill. I think it stands up for Albertans and Alberta businesses and I think that's what I'm hearing mostly from Albertans, that they want a government and a provincial government that sticks up for them and their industries. And that's what this bill does. 
Wonderful. Well, that concludes our press conference for today. Thank you very much to Cywin Foods and the Alberta government, and we'll see you all next time. Thank you.